All right. We're back. Is that new L.L. Bean uh, fleece you have on I there? got it for Christmas, actually. But, That's cool. Um, yeah. It's April, and it snowed today. So... That's where, that's why I'm wearing the fleece again. We we had you know 60 70 degrees and then now it we're gonna get a couple inches of snow today. Well, I'm in shorts. It's 80 yeah, degrees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Windy I know. Beautiful. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. <sighs> oh man. So, um, should we get to it? Yeah, let's go. Okay. This is no politics at the dinner table. I'm Tony Biancosino, and I'm Amit Prakash. This week we're going to talk about two things. Um, one is what's going down in Alabama right now with the Amazon unionization drive. Um, and then the Derek Chauvin trial. Um, two things. That's it. And yeah, let's get to it. So we're going to start with Amazon. So mm-hmm. I don't know how much you know about this. People know. I mean, it's in the news, right? People have yeah. heard that this is going on. Yeah. Um, and, you know, with like union membership hovering around 10% in the country, and it's gone down 10% in the past 10 years. You know, it used to be around 20%, now it's 10%. Um, people are kind of looking at what's going to happen in Bessemer, Alabama, which is where this Amazon warehouse um, is attempting unionization um, as a bellwether, right? That for for the labor movement, is this going to be a, an upswing, right, if they do unionize? Um, or if it's a close vote and they still don't unionize, but if it's close, then that might be a glimmer of hope. Or is this the death knell, you know, the, the sort of one of the last nails in the coffin of organized labor? Um, so, you know, it's it's significant beyond just, you know, Amazon. It's just kind of kind of representative of the, the, the health of um, organized labor today. Um, I will mention that actually... Uh, Columbia University graduate students where, where I went to grad school are on strike and have been on strike for three weeks now. Um, mm. When I was at Columbia, my first year being a TA, we went on strike at the end of the year, and now here we are. Because they weren't paying you enough. Weren't paying enough, um, weren't recognized as workers at all, even though... So one thing, you know, I'll just very briefly state that at Columbia, like many big research institutions, um, well over... of all the teaching for undergrad is done by contingent labor, people who are not on full-time contracts and things like that. Um, So, you know, you're going to the school with this great brand name reputation and so on, but you get end up being taught um, by people who are not necessarily full-time employees of the institution. Um, And then also the other employees that who are doing most of the teaching um, are grad students. Right. So when I was a grad student TA, what you do when you're a TA is you run all the discussion sections for the lecture courses. Like the professor gives the lecture, you run the discussion sections, usually have two or three a week. You do all of the grading and then you do all of the office hours. Right. So you're doing a lot. Um, sure. And and so, yeah, the argument was like, well, you know, we're students, but we're, all, we're also workers. Right. So mm-hmm. you should be compensated for that. Um, and so they're on strike now. There's, and they're on strike for that, um, better compensation, better benefits, but also uh, Columbia has been really bad 
in terms of dealing with um, sexual assault and harassment claims made by graduate students upon mm-hmm. their advisors uh, and basically thrown stuff under the rug for a long time. So that's going on there. So the larger point is that, you know, there's attempts around the country um, from Amazon warehouses to, you know, you know, highfalutin Columbia grad students who are in you know, these fancy universities who are also trying to organize and, and, and now they're actually on strike. So we'll see what happens. Got it. Um, so I just wanted to, you know, what, what do you know about this, about this thing going on in Alabama? So I know that over the pandemic, Amazon sales went through the roof mm-hmm. and Jeff Bezos, you know, started as the richest man in the world, but now he's, you know, an unimaginable amount of money he has in his right. bank account. Right. Um, I know that workers uh, were work were not getting paid. Uh, that we're not getting hazard pay. I know they were overworked and to the point where they were defecating in bags in their vans and peeing in bottles. Um, I know that they uh, are actively putting out propaganda around unions and how bad they are and, and spying on their employees. And um, I know in Alabama now there is a, a push to have one of the facilities there unionized, which could start um, kind of a domino effect for the rest of the company, which would be great. Right. So you you know you know the basic outlines of what's going on. Yeah. Um, one of the I mean one of the things just a few numbers here, right? So Amazon, right before the pandemic started, had four hundred and twenty seven thousand employees. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus. Um, or oh, sorry, That's no, no. Let, let, let me actually no, 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 no. It's actually bigger than that. I misspoke there. It had about 800,000 employees Damn. before the pandemic. It added 427,000 oh. employees and now has 1.2 million employees. They have a country. Wide. Yeah, no, it's it's huge. It's it's basically like if all of the island of Manhattan worked for Amazon, right? That's that's effectively, you know, about the size, right? Um so it's 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 massive. It's only second to um uh the largest employer, which is Walmart. Um, which has, you know, like 2.5 million people um, working for it. So the there's like two, obviously the two sides, the Amazon workers, you're exactly right, are saying that they don't feel valued, that they're like, they're constantly monitored. One of the things that Amazon prides itself on and and sort of is sort of governed by and disciplines its labor by is data analysis. So people are basically tracked constantly. Every single thing that they're doing in the factory is watched surveyed, uh, analyzed. Uh, and if they do not meet these various quotas um, predicated on the data, uh, they get these infractions. And if you rack up a couple of infractions, then one fine day, you literally get an email saying you're fired, right? So that's, that's it's a really sort of depersonalized, alienating form of work, right? So that's one. Um, and so Amazon is saying that, well, look, we pay our starting pay is $15 an hour, which is double the federal minimum wage, right? So we're we're doing better. Um, we're already, you know, there's the fight for 15. We're already there, right? So you don't you don't need to push us any further. Um, there's no need for a union because we're we're a sort of quote unquote progressive company that knows that we should pay uh, a sort of livable wage for our workers who do so much, et cetera, right? Um, and exactly what you're talking about, which is that it's particularly during the pandemic, but even before, but certainly during the pandemic, 
all the drivers who are delivering all of these things um, are pooping and peeing in their vehicles, right? Uh, because first of all, it's very hard. There's you know very few public restrooms, and during the pandemic, nobody's letting anybody in their house to go to the bathroom. No. Uh, yet they have to make these quotas, and Amazon is denying that they're doing that, right? So that, that there's the the Intercept has got like the best stuff on this because somehow I don't know what their who their source is, but they've got an inside source at Amazon that's leaking all these documents. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of them is, is, is worth uh, going through a little bit. So there's this representative, Mark Pocan, uh, who's a Democrat from Wisconsin, who tweeted at Amazon basically being like, you know, you, know, you can't call yourself a progressive company if your workers are peeing in bottles. Right. And Amazon wrote back their official Amazon news account, right, wrote back to Mark Pocan, so, you know, federal representative here. Um, you don't really, I'm quoting here, you don't really believe the peeing in bottles thing, do you? If that were true, nobody would work for us. The truth is that we have over a million incredible employees around the world who are proud of what they do and have great wages and health care from day one. All right. So the the upshot of this is that the Intercept has got documents from inside Amazon mm-hmm. that basically say that Amazon has known for a long time. Uh, that their drivers are peeing and pooping in in bottles and bags. <laughs> um, I'll, this is from Amazon Logistics. I'll quote this because it's. I think it's. And this is just this last May. Quote: This evening, an associate discovered human feces in an Amazon bag that was returned to station by a driver. This is the third occasion in the last two months when bags have been returned to the station with poop inside. We understand that DAs, drivers, associates. Uh, may have emergencies while on the road, especially during COVID. DAs have struggled to find bathrooms while delivering. We've noticed an uptick recently of all kinds of unsanitary garbage being left inside uh, inside bags. Use masks, gloves, bottles of urine. Mm. By scanning the QR code on the bag, we can easily identify the DA who is last in pos- possession of it. These behaviors are unacceptable. Oof. So, so getting punished on top they're of that. So look, they're using, again, their data analysis, their technology, their surveillance, not to sort of address the problem that, wow, these people are so desperate to make their quota that they're pooping in the van, uh, but rather that if they do it, we're going to track you down and we have trackers on you, right? So that's, you know, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. The other things that we found out was that they hired like a whole group of um, Amazon workers who were particularly good at tweeting, right? Because of their, supposedly they're like winning personalities and like ability to, you know, clap back and all that. Um, and the, they let them loose on the account. They, they paid them extra to do it. They let them loose on the Amazon accounts, like the official accounts, and their own trackers thought that the, the the tweets were so vicious uh, against the union that it had to be of hacked. Oh my God. <laughs> right? So like, that's what, I you know, like, that. like, it's like their own technologies is, you know, undermining themselves. So anyway, the, the, the larger point here is that these guys, even though yes, $15 an hour, good, right? But sure. Better than most. Okay, fine. Not um, when you're peeing and pooping. Though. Yeah, and exactly. Exactly. Like $15. And by the way, $15 an hour is still not good. It's still it's not just good. better than the alternative, but it's right. still terrible. It's terrible. And they can afford to pay way more than that. So like, you're not, I'm not impressed. You're just doing the bare minimum right. what you should do. Right. Like that's, you're not, you don't get points for like 
basically getting to a place where we're getting anyway. You're just ahead of the curve, and you can use this as a guise to like treat people terribly by pretending you're progressive. You're 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 one of the least progressive companies in the world. So, fifteen dollars an hour is trash. It's nothing, right? right. Which is often what's sort of forgotten here in the in in what unions do is that yes it's about salary that matters so much but it's also about benefits and it's also crucially in this case about working conditions mm -hmm. right like so okay fine they get $15 an hour fine they get benefits from day one really those are like just humane things that everybody should be doing great um, but the working conditions are such that and they they give out this really specious argument as if people all over the world don't work terrible jobs that they have to just to make ends meet, right? They're like, oh, people, you know, if people peed in 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 bottles, surely they nobody would ever work for Amazon. Are you kidding me? Mm -hmm. You know, like children went into mines for hundreds of years. I mean, you think they wanted to do that? You know, right, and it's right, it's like, right. give me a break. Uh, that, but that argument. And by the way, about free labor is always there. Nobody's going into an. And I'm not saying this to be funny. Nobody's happy to be working in an Amazon warehouse. These are necessity jobs. Nobody goes home bragging to their friends. You know what I do? I'm so pumped. No, and I'm, and it's, that's the sad reality of the world we live in, but you don't work at Amazon in a warehouse because that's what you dreamed of doing growing up. You work there because there's just not a lot, not a lot of other options. Yeah. So, you know, you treat people terribly and this whole campaign to smear the union workers it's just I, I, I'm, I'm also just so over like all of these fucking billionaires I'm just so over them and like I hope that takes on I hope we're all over it I'm sick of Jeff Bezos with his bald little weird head and like his trying to dress cool like I'm over him I want him to get cancelled I want his company to get broken up I want Facebook to get broken up I want Apple and Google I want them all broken up and they need to sit their asses down because they're just ruining society. Like it's, it's, it's why we're all the horrible stuff that's going on. I don't know why people just can't piece together that it's literally because of two handfuls worth of companies that right. they're destroying our society more than the politicians, honestly. Well, the the politicians so far um, have been enablers, right? And you know that that either but either that's what they do either through actively helping or standing off and being neutral because you know yeah lest lest the government intervene with the quote-unquote economy um the i think one of the 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 big problems here with 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 amazon is that they they produce desperation yes. right so that they're they're a predatory company that anybody who's a competitor they just have enough capital on hand to buy them out mm -hmm. um and then they become amazon and they're just destroying um, any competition, right? Mm -hmm. Which which tells you something, right? Which is this capitalism unrestrained is not about great competition. It's about the creation of monopoly power, and then and then once you got that, you can set prices, you can set labor price, you can set you know labor conditions, mm -hmm. and then people, you know, are desperate enough because guess what? They've destroyed all the other alternative businesses that could have been there competing, uh, and. Then, where do they go? They have to go work for Amazon, right? You know, yep. so um, they're, you know, they're sort of painted into a corner here, right? The Bessemer thing is really interesting because it's 85% black, right? It's a 6,000, approximately 6,000 person warehouse, right? Which is just a massive warehouse right there. It's 6,000 people work there. Um, about 85% black. Um, and they're calling for, you know, basically 
some forms of racial equity there too, right? That the mm-hmm. way that apparently the way the roads are constructed around communities and stuff like that. There's a whole sort of package of things that are being attempted to be addressed by this unionization drive. And by the way, they voted this week, so we're, we don't know yet. But now it's gone to the NLRB, the National Labor Relations Board, which will do the actual count, mm-hmm. right? And if it's more than fifty percent, they get a union, right? Hopefully so, it happens, man. yeah. Yeah, so we're gonna see. So that's 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 something that was just super on my radar, um, many people's radar. But but again, because it's gonna be an indicator about you know the yeah. future to come. I mean, we at this point, we we don't really order from Amazon anymore. A couple of things, honestly, like maybe once every couple months. But like you know, we we don't buy books from Amazon. Mm-hmm. We use their cart a lot to remember things we want. Yep. And then I call local bookstores or honestly, eBay. Because all these local bookstores, all, like I buy books from Seattle. I buy, buy, they all have their own eBay shops. So like, you know, it's not that hard to get off of Amazon. Yeah, yeah. It's really not that hard. Yeah. And, and they were, they really, they, they preyed on us during the pandemic because it felt safe. People were afraid to leave their house and Walmart too. And they totally preyed on fear and now people have gotten used to that form of um, shopping, right? right? It's tough to think about going back, and it's they put a lot of businesses um, under. Yeah, and I don't know. We we have a very tough time. I mean, I do. I mean, I'm, I do shop at Whole Foods, and that sucks for me because right. we don't have a lot of alternatives right. for organic. There you go. Right. Well, I mean, that, I mean that's that's the thing is that's it's really you know, every every other month there's a new acquisition, right? You know. Yeah, they and, buy everything. You know, so. Break them uh, up. Yeah, break them up. And the, the reason also people buy from them is that they've got a really slick platform, right? That it's For very, sure. you know, it's very easy. Um, it's there in, in certain, in a certain sense, their, their data analysis works, you know, in terms of driving you to products and like, oh, I don't, I'll get I that think too. it's a you great know, product. It's you just know? a terrible company. Yeah. Yeah. It's like just uh, <laughs> evil. Yeah. It's the same thing I think about Apple. I love Apple, but they're evil. I mean, right. Let's be real. Our phones are made by slaves. <laughs> yeah. It's horrible. And we're all using them. So let's, yeah. let's not pretend, you know. Yeah, there's not some forced labor behind all these little gadgets we're using right, right now, and it sucks, and I hate it, and I wish there was alternatives. I guess maybe there are, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah. regulation. Yeah, but I think you're you're right. Break them up. Bring Break them up. Jammer. Break these yep. motherfuckers up. Yep. Who cares? Just like and all those people out there, the same reason you voted for Trump because you wanted people to be angry. Let's make these other people angry. <laughs> <laughs> Become the progressive side and we'll really make a bunch of rich people angry. All right. All anyway. right. Well, let's, let's move on now. Okay. Okay. So, um, I wanted to talk a little bit about this uh, Derek Chauvin trial yeah. um, that I'm sure everybody's following. Uh, the first thing that I just want to say is that we need to remember some. I've heard even in some reports calling it the George Floyd trial, 
it is not George Floyd's trial. And that's exactly what the defense is going to try to make it. They're going to put George Floyd on trial. Of course. It's Derek Chauvin's trial. He's the guy accused of murder. And we know he's a goddamn murderer because we all saw it with our eyes. Um, but I just want to sort of stress that, that this is the trial of Derek Chauvin, this police officer and his, you know, accomplices. Um, and you know, what's come out so far is harrowing. I mean, it's, it is so upsetting to, I, I can only watch it in snippets, um, because it's, it, but it's so brutal. painful. It is really painful. Um, I don't know. What are your reactions so far? <sighs> I mean, it 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 feels like the biggest trial since OJ, mm-hmm. right? It's got that. I was in high school when OJ was going on, um, and I remember them having TVs, you know, in the in the yeah. hallways. And it, I don't know if it's like that. Well, obviously, kids aren't really at school, but it feels that it feels like that. Like I'm constantly when I'm at my desk, I throw on YouTube and I get the PBS live stream or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm depending on who the witness is, and I just end up you know, a half hour later being like, oh my God, I've been watching trial the whole time because it's one of those cases where like, it seems kind of like open and shut. Like, yeah, dude, you can, you, you, you're wrong. You're going to jail. But then there is, there's this, you can't help but feel in the back of your stomach. Like, oh my God, is this going to fuck? Is this guy going to get off? Yeah. Oh yeah. Because oh, that's yeah. terrifying. And it, it's complicated because I want him to have a fair trial. But I also saw the video. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I mean, for me, it's like you you you, you can't do that to anybody. Yeah, um, and I've listened to the nine one one reports and the you know even the people who own the the the, Cup the foods, deli yeah. that yeah. were like, man, we feel terrible. Like we don't want that guy to die. Yeah, it's like nobody's coming to this guy's defense, and I feel like he's guilty. I'm obviously not hearing everything, but I would feel pretty confident that if he goes to jail or whatever the consequence is, like it. It's not a, uh, like he deserves it. Um, but we tip, we know typically or historically how cases against or, or that involve police murdering people of color go, mm-hmm. um, you know, the only time anybody ever got off in my lifetime that was guilty was OJ. And, and honestly, like that was because crooked white cops fucked around and they gave, them gifts of of botched evidence because they were racist pieces of shit. But I'm just my fear is that somehow this guy gets off, chaos hits the streets, the right wing crazy people use it as a weapon against what we're trying to accomplish, even though it will be justified. If they burn the goddamn city down, it will be totally justified. But um I'm just at this point right now where like I'm feeling this weird hopefulness, like vaccines are happening, you know, business is opening back up. I'm giving the Biden administration a B right now. They're not an A anymore because Mm -hmm. of a couple of things, you know, border and a couple of drones that we're just not talking about. Right. But overall I'm super right now. I'm like, okay, I'm into this. This, Two trillion dollar, twenty trillion dollar, whatever infrastructure. Yeah, let's go. Let's do this. I'm, I'm into all. I'm into way more than I could have ever imagined. Um, and I just don't want 
racism to ruin the progress. So that's bleeding over to how you're interpreting the trial. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That makes sense. Is that, you know, if he gets off, it's just racism at this point. And it's just, I I don't know. I'm super nervous. Like I just. So one of the things that the the defense is very smartly doing um, is doing what every uh, defense lawyer for cops have have been doing for, for decades, which is using proceduralism as a screen for racism. Of course. And so basically the defense so far is that, look, Derek Chauvin is a 19-year veteran. It's also like kind of a red flag that he's still just a beat patrol guy after 19 years. That's a good point. Why is he just a beat patrol guy? Um, And apparently um, he's need other people's necks before. Yeah, shot other people. I mean, he's he's had a history of, you know, well, I mean, all cops have a history of violence. They're they're, they're violence workers. That's what they do. But, but, um, But he's... You know, even within that realm, he's got he's got it. You know, his own rap sheet. Let's call it that. But um, the argument that they've made is that he did exactly what he was trained to do by the police right. academy, by his various other trainings. Um, we know that the Minneapolis PD had their warrior training by David Grossman, uh, paid for by the police union. Um, the guy who killed Philando Castile, same thing, right? Uh, we remember he got off. Uh, with the same argument that he's following procedure. He's following what he was told to do. Should he not follow what he's told to do? Um, and so this is a you know a very ingenious way uh, to say that, no, this is just colorblind. You know, this is just what we're trained to do and training kicks in in these situations, et cetera, right? Now, of course, the snafu here is that this is not a split-second decision. Right, that this is a nine-minute. Right. This wasn't pulling a trigger, thinking someone had a weapon. Know, yeah, this is uh, a guy saying, yeah. "I literally can't breathe yeah. for for yeah. eight minutes yeah. and then dying." Yeah. So, and so, I heard they're also trying to blame his poor health and like other factors. They're trying to, you know, so he had OD'd like a month ago. Um, he was addicted to opioids. He was on drugs when they when they got him. Again, who cares, right? right, right. None, none of that gives you the death penalty in the street, right? right? You know, so, um, you know, I think they might have a tough time, but you, this is the thing you never know because the the, you, the judicial system is is created in such a way to protect police, right? Um, and it's very rare that they even get go to trials. Um, and it's only because of political pressure and protest in the streets that there probably was... Um, a trial in the first place because, you know, the prosecutor and the police work hand in hand constantly. Now the prosecutor is, you know, indicting the police. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I, I heard that the sheriff or chief or whatever is actually going to testify against him. Well, yeah. So, I mean, That's you the remember the very next day, they, all those officers were fired, right? Yes. So, so they wanted to cut ties right away because a nine minute tape right is you know they they they, it takes a lot to rally around that right um and even when other departments around the country are decrying that and so on um so they cut ties quickly right um so that's all good um but there will inevitably be the defense right the defense will be uh he had other (laughs) you know other conditions that you know and it's a care and and his care and like it or not his character is on trial. Yeah, they're going to attack him as a person. They're going to attack him right? as a as a criminal, as a dangerous guy who had, you know, has a, a decorated past, and that's and it's going to not. They're going to try to get it away from the knee on the neck as much yeah, as possible. Yeah, 
Yeah. So I that's just not, don't think it's gonna. I mean, knock on wood, but that cop is also really not likable. You know, there his, was this, the images of his face. With that he's he horrible. Looks like, he looks like he got sent by Satan. Yeah. No, he's he's absolutely horrible. Um, and there was a very telling moment in I. I Watch the whole the CNN or no, sorry, C-SPAN had, is like broadcasting the trial, you know, in total. Um, and you, you probably know that they they showed all of the body cam um, mm-hmm. video. Mm-hmm. Um, and at one point at the, at the very end of it, when Derek Chauvin's getting in his car, you know, one of the people who just uh, testified, I'm just a guy on the street who was saying, you know, why did you do that? That's crazy. Um, and Derek Chauvin says, well, you know, he's a big guy, so we had to, like, you know, get him down. And, you know, I don't know what he's, he's a big guy. Which, again, shows you how cowardly these yeah. these cops are, right? He's that This guy, um, as everything in the trial has shown so far, he's like a gentle giant, right? That he's, just because he worked out a lot, and it, crucially, as a black man, he's mm-hmm. a threat, right? Yes. Um and and that's why Chauvin is like, well, look, you know, what else am I supposed to do, right? I thought that was one of the most sort of, it was the greatest tell to show you how cowardly and weak this guy is mm-hmm. that they need five people to kill this man. And he right? was in Just, cuffs. Yeah, yeah. Anybody, and and he's in, in cuffs, in cuffs already. Um, and, and even from the beginning is really um, like verbally uh, not a threat. Right, he's in distress, but he's not a threat. He's not a physical threat to them, um, but he's read that way because he's the a black man. Somebody's in and cuffs. That's it. Yeah, and if you all you had to do was watch the video, he wasn't even struggling. He was just crying for his mother, saying he can't breathe. And yeah. honestly, you know when you're a kid and you're wrestling and a big kid's on top of you, like and you can't breathe, it's horrible. It's a horrible, horrible. Like, like the idea that someone is taking the breath out of you. I'm shocked he wasn't fighting more. The fact that he was that calm is amazing. It shows you he just wanted to live. And I don't know, man. I, I You know, it's so complicated because, and, and if, if people haven't listened to our episode on policing, you should. Because I used to for so long think it was about, well, man, that, you know, I feel bad for these guys. Not I feel bad for these cops, but like, you know, they're not trained right and they need this and they're in these neighborhoods and they become you know, um, emotionally shut off and they look at the people they're patrolling as crooks and blah, blah, blah. But the problem is just policing itself and it's not anything that's going to change unless you restructure the way we police in this country. And unfortunately, tackle the Second Amendment, the gun problem, because people have guns here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so cops go into these situations knowing a lot of people, it's very easy to get a gun here. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's so, just so complicated. And the brutal, video, I, and I watched the whole thing, and um, me too. You know, they start out by pointing a gun in his face. Yes. Right? So that that's what puts him in distress right away because he's terrified he's going to be shot, and he's he pleads, "Please don't shoot me." Yeah. Um, and so that again, like the police are called, and the situation's totally escalated. Always. Right. You know. So the, and 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 in this case, so tragically ends in the loss of this man's life. Yes. Um, so yeah, I think I you know 100% agree here. So what I wanted to do actually to to, to take us out today um, is that I put together um, a clip mm. that was played um, in in the trial. Okay. Not everybody's seen it. Uh, it's long, but I've sort of trimmed it to I think the the important parts. 
um, and it's you know, obviously audio. And I really, it's it's very difficult to listen to, but I think everybody should listen to it. Indeed, um, it's 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 almost like a civic duty to listen to this because um, it's been almost a year now, mm-hmm. um, and George Floyd, in many ways, has become an abstraction. Right, he's a sort of symbol. Uh, for the larger problem of policing and, and, and so on, which I suppose is a good thing, but we also have to remember that this was an actual man, an actual human being. Um, and uh, this is, in a 20-minute sequence, his life was taken away for, 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 for no reason, really for no reason at all. Um, so I want to play that, and uh, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll see you next time. We'll see you next week. Everybody listen to this. It's important. Stand up. Please, please, man. Stand up on me. Stand up. I want to go back, man. I don't do that that wrong, man. Come on, walk with me. Walk with me. Walk with me. Stand up. Why are you doing me like this? Stand up. Come on. We're trying to get out of the street here so you don't get hit by a car. Take a seat. Sit down for me. Thank you, man. Thank you, Mazzaro. Sit down. Thank you, man. God. Sit all the way down. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I will. (laughs) Hey, man. Hey, hey, man. You got an ID on you? (laughs) I got got one at home. All right, what's your name? George. George? George Perry Floyd. I I don't know what's going. Hey, what up? Alright, let me come on down now. It's a little better now. Alright, okay. Give me one favor, man. And we're gonna talk about that once we get to the car. Stop moving around. Oh, man. God, don't leave me, man. Please, man, don't leave me, man. Please don't leave me, man. Yeah, just unlock the door for me. I'll just beat it, man. Stand up. Stop falling down. I'm claustrophobic, man. Stand up. I'm claustrophobic. Stay on your feet and face the car door. Please. No. Please. Uh, yeah. Keep the door open. Keep the door open. I don't want to talk to you, no. man. Please, don't talk to you. Man, you ain't listening to nothing I we're know. saying, so we're not going to listen to nothing you're saying. I'm claustrophobic. Face the door. Face the door. I'm claustrophobic. I hear you, but you are going to face this door right now. I'm not listening to that. I don't want to listen to that. I'm not listening man. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm going to ask you. I ain't knowing you. Check that side. God, man, I'm going to do anything like this, y'all. Seat. Grab a seat, man. Why, don't believe me, Take a seat. I'm not the kind of guy. I'm not the kind of guy, man. Take a seat. No, I'm a guy. Take a seat. I'm a guy, man. You need to take a seat right now. And I just had COVID, man. I don't want to go back to that. Take hey, a seat. I'll roll the windows no. down. Hey, listen. Dang, man. Listen. I'm not the kind of guy. I'll roll the windows down. Please, man. Put your legs in, all right? I'll Y'all, the air on. God, look at that. Look, look at that. You're not even listening. Look, look at it. Look at it. We can fix this right now while you're standing okay, out here. Okay, man. God, y'all do me bad, man. Man, I don't, I don't want to try to win. I don't want to try to win. I don't want to win. I'm just a phobic. You ain't gonna win. I'm just a phobic. I got anxiety. I don't want to do nothing to them. Man, I'm scared as fuck, man. You made a mistake. You don't want to win. That's a breathing. That's a breathing. It's gonna go off on me, man. Okay, okay, okay. Let me count to three. Let me count to three. I'm going in. Please. You can't win. I'm not trying to win. I'm not trying to win. I'll get on the ground. Anything. I'll get in the car. Who know it? Ain't no answer, Mr. Officer. Y'all hear me? Don't do me like that, man. Get in the car. Okay, can I talk to you, please? Yes, you get in this car. We can talk. I am. I'm claustrophobic. I'm claustrophobic, man. You're working with me. 
Leave, man. Leave it to me. Does he run a jail with me? Speed with me. He's under arrest right now for forgery. I'll tell you. Tell me about what's going on. Forgery for what? Take him out. For what? Leave, man. I can't fucking leave. Here, come on out. Look at you. Thank you. Thank you. Get him down on the ground. Yeah, on the ground. On the ground. Ah, my beast. You got your, uh... I cannot breathe. Ah, ah, ah. 
Fuck it. 